This call is being recorded. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB. Locked On Browns brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Appreciate everybody who makes Locked On Browns their first listen day in, day out. Whatever podcast platform you use, make sure you're following. Subscribe to the Locked On Browns podcast. Five-star ratings written reviews back at it for the week here. We're going to get into it, talk a little bit about the wild card weekend action, do some running back review. Uh, always got some questions here about, you know, the roster, obviously the Browns have some front office folks, uh, maybe getting some significant interest as far as general manager positions. Um, you like to see it, uh, knows you're doing, you know, things the correct way when people are kind of coming up, maybe pick your carcass, Pete Smith from Sports Illustrated along for the ride. Um, Pete, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say there was a ton of surprises this weekend as far as maybe the outcome of games. Maybe uh, you know, San Francisco, you know, pulling that one out. That certainly was a whole interesting affair, uh, as it was. But Pete, a, a lot of just absolute, you know, piss pounding, you know, blowouts game, you know, the primetime games for you know that matter, all of them. Just absolutely, you know, as far as a fan sitting around waiting for them, uh, games that were over really, really quickly. And there is a tie. I'm going to get to this because a lot of these popular names that you guys all maybe want to bring into Cleveland as a quarterback, I'm not necessarily sure um, with, you know, having to give things up, draft assets, allocution, paying these quarterbacks more money than you currently pay Baker Mayfield. This is, uh, I think a lot of those narratives might be dead. But Pete, um, Pretty solid action. A pretty solid action this weekend. Um, uh, I mean, the 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 games were okay. Uh, the the 49ers Cowboys game was certainly the most interesting, and not necessarily for good football reasons. There was a lot of bad uh, decision making. Both coaches were pretty atrocious. Uh, that came down to the wire on which coach was going to screw it up more. Um, but yeah, I think quarterback wise. Jimmy Garoppolo went Neil O'Donnell uh, in his game and lucked out. Um, he he came in with a thumb injury. Now he's got a shoulder injury. Uh, you know, is that going to make a big difference against the uh, against the Packers? I don't know. But if he plays anywhere near the level he did uh, against the Cowboys, they're not going to win. Um, that was Debo Samuel left. Debo Samuel right. Uh, and then Debo Samuel catching the ball. I mean, that's the offense. I mean, he's been so dominant that George Kittle's sort of taken a backseat uh, to him, which is, you know, an incredible uh, changeover considering how good Kittle is. Uh, the big question for the 49ers coming out of that game is health, uh, both for the quarterback and then Nick Bosa took a 320-pound knee to the head resulting in a concussion. Uh, is Fred Warner going to come out of that okay? Uh, and then you watch Kyler Murray last night, and, and you know, the Rams are a buzzsaw for the Cardinals. The Rams do – everything the Rams are is designed to beat a team like the Cardinals, but Kyler Murray, who suffered the ankle injury earlier in the year, hasn't been right since, hasn't been right without DeAndre Hopkins, and that culminated into the game we saw last night where – his he, he his his when to use his feet when not to use his feet like his his sense of 
uh, schedule, holding onto the ball too long, all these things that like I've heard lobbied at, at Baker Mayfield this year were there and it was a disaster. And obviously that culminated in that really bad situation in the end zone where he, uh, you know, holds onto the ball too long, like four and a half seconds almost before trying to get rid of the ball uh, gets his arm deflected and it's intercepted for a touchdown. I mean, you, you know, whether you want to say he was rattled or any other thing, I would attribute a lot of the issues that Murray has had this year to the injury and and what that does, especially in a COVID season where you can't practice and how, how much of a difference that makes. Dak Prescott had the calf injury. He didn't look right uh, against the 49ers. You know, that the, the, the Cowboys are absolutely loaded and they couldn't get it done really at all against that. I mean, you have Amari Cooper, Cedric Wilson, CeeDee Lamb, uh, Dalton Schultz, and the 49ers – corners are Emmanuel Mosley and Avery Thomas. Uh, you know, they, they should have been able to do more than they did. Uh, so what does that mean? All, all I would say is that quarterback is really hard in the NFL or at any, any uh, level. And if, you know, it, it's difficult under the most uh, ideal circumstances, uh, then you add in things like being hurt in these, other things and it becomes that much more difficult and you're seeing basically every quarterback that has suffered a meaningful injury this year has fallen apart which includes uh russell wilson lamar jackson uh you know some of these other quarterbacks that have suffered injury are either not in the playoffs at all or, or, or bowed out quickly it's it, you know, it, it is in that sense a a league of attrition and it'll be interesting to see uh, if if it's simply a matter of which healthy quarterback is is the last one, in addition to being very good, I mean, you've got uh, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, uh, Joe Burrow, and uh, and uh, well, you know Matthew Stafford, who's probably been the most injured of that group, but nevertheless uh, had played really well in that game last night. A lot of the popular names, whether it's Derek Carr, whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo, and this is kind of where I'm getting with this is look, you know, if you don't have the Aaron Rodgers and, you know, to his credit right now, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, you don't have these guys, you know, you have, you know, the next run of quarterbacks and with all of these guys, obviously there's a flaw or two and, you know, Derek Carr, untimely interception, Jerry Garoppolo turning the opportunity to make the game closer than it should have been. And certainly this is, you know, been the you know issue was the issue, I should say, with Baker Mayfield here in, in 2021. And now you want to get into the point where you've got, you know, and Kirk Cousins included, you get into the scenario where you're giving up assets, you're paying a much larger, uh, you know, salary than what Baker Mayfield will be due this year. You know, it's, yes, does Baker need to get better? Does Baker need to get healthy? Yes, yes. The answer to those questions are obvious. But, you know, looking around, I mean, and this is what we tried to say to everybody when this all started to unravel, you know, during the 2021 season, um, you know, when it comes down to it, do, you know, will I take my chances with a healthy Baker Mayfield with a wide receiver unit that is, you know, I'm not even talking top half. I mean, you take, you know, two, you know, top third, that's how rough that unit was this year. And it's always going to be the case with the quarterback position, unless you've got the guy or one of the two or three guys, 
your eyes are always wandering. But Pete, this was never a scenario where there was going to be something to make a significant change because the players that would be involved to be, you know, to come possibly to be available, they are not capable of making significant change. Well, yeah, I think it's interesting that the the, the guys that are sort of um, being proposed answer to the bronze problems are guys who are in like year seven and year eight. And people are suggesting that like you, you, you know, in case of Baker Mayfield or other quarterbacks uh, in that same boat that like, if you haven't figured it out by now, you're not going to yet you're, you're pitching me guys who are, have largely been journeymen who aren't going to get better and, but they're going to get better here. Like, Jimmy Garoppolo is fine, uh, you know, but are, are, what does fine get you? It's not going to get you a Super Bowl. So uh, Kirk Cousins is the ultimate fine quarterback. He's not – He's he, Kirk Cousins is a guy who's always good enough to, uh, to get you beat. Um, you know, he has – he's been surrounded by unbelievable receivers uh, in Minnesota – and like this year, they pick one spot ahead of the Browns. They finished eight and nine and were pretty underwhelming. They they've cleaned house. Kirk Cousins is guaranteed thirty five million dollars a year this year if he's traded. And I assume if he's traded, he's going to be hoping for an extension along with that, which is its own problem. But none of these guys move advance the ball um, in terms of making yourself better. So you know your best path forward, unless there's some you know, path that I don't see happening where you can get yourself to a Russell Wilson or an Aaron Rodgers or, you know, even maybe a Derek Carr, um, that you're better off basically hoping that you can get Baker Mayfield back to where he was a top 10 quarterback, which absolutely happened, which seems to be like a thing that (laughs) like this, this isn't like debatable. He was a top 10 quarterback and even PFF who now like, I think a couple of weeks ago came out with an article basically saying this is why Baker Mayfield always sucked was the place that was saying he was the top 10 quarterback both at last year and into this year. So um, if that doesn't work and you've invested in getting, you know, weapons around him and, and, you know, making this offense more successful, at least at that point, then you're in a position to really go all in and, and find a veteran quarterback that can help you. But hopefully one, that should make it so veteran quarterbacks potentially then want to come here, which they don't, you know, I'd be hard pressed to give a couple with an argument where Russell Wilson's like, man, I cannot wait to get to Cleveland to throw to uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones and David Njoku compared to, you know, to Cortland Sutton, you know, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, and and Noah Fant, for example. Um, I think that's, part of it. And I think the other part is that this idea that uh, you know, the, the criticism that's often lobbied that it, everything has to be perfect for Baker Mayfield to succeed. He's never had a receiver that good be, between Odell Beckham jr. Who had a, had a great game last night, I guess uh, you know, had the great end zone fade, which the Browns really don't need because they just hand the ball to Chubb. Um uh, that that 
he was injured the first injured the first year. He had the uh, played with the sports hernia or whatever they were calling that groin thing. He was completely compromised that year. Tore the ACL the next year, and then this year he wasn't good. Even if Baker Mayfield was worse, and then he, you know, I would say quit. But whatever, however you want to term that. Jarvis Landry this year his knee was never right. Uh, last year he was dealing with the ribs and just not very good. I mean, your best receiver in twenty twenty when Mayfield was a top 10 quarterback was Richard Higgins based on efficiency. That's the best receiver that this team has had, you know, in the past two years, that's, that's perfect. That's, you know, that's the, the, the great <laughs> scenario. Like that, that's, that's really difficult for me to like accept. So, and you contrast that against Kyler Murray and obviously they didn't have Deandre Hopkins, which is, a little disturbing how reliant on DeAndre Hopkins he is great. Don't get me wrong. DeAndre Hopkins is a phenomenal player, but you know, he does have players like Christian Kirk. He does have players like uh, AJ green, I guess. I think he left. Yeah. Rondell Moore. And they, and they bring in Zach Ertz. Like, don't tell me the Browns have a comparable set of weapons to that. And I, you know, that's sort of the, the, the issue. Um, we'll see what happens, but I would be stunned if Andrew Barry doesn't do what he did to the offensive line in, uh, yep. ahead of the 2020 season or the secondary last season with wide receiver. Uh, I'm really excited about what Donovan Peoples-Jones it can be. I'm curious to see what Anthony Schwartz can do just with his physical ability. But outside of those two, and, and I'll throw in Demetric Felton, who I, I find interesting, you're going to be looking at like three new guys, most likely. And those three guys should be decidedly different than the type of receiver the Browns have had uh, even the past two years, namely fast, which is just the only logical way to play this when you have the tight ends you have um, to spread the field and create spacing. I watched, you know, you watched the Buffalo Bills against the Patriots and you remember the game the Browns played against that same team. Buffalo just simply outran them. And, you know, JC Jackson's a tremendous corner, but like, he was lost in that game. Juwan uh, Williams, you know, couldn't keep up with Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, you Same thing with that Chiefs-Steelers game. We watched the Browns struggle against the Steelers twice this year, and the Cardinals, the uh, Chiefs played them twice, and it was effortless. I mean, they took a half to sort of figure it out almost, but they – it's just effortless because they're just so much faster than the Steelers and the, the Browns haven't had that. It's been a big problem for what they're uh, what they've been dealing with. I, I, I cannot imagine they're going to come back and not be a much, much, much faster team. And when healthy, obviously Baker Mayfield has one of the strongest arms in the league. He may not be Josh Allen in terms of just the ability to sort of just effortlessly torque the ball, but you know, he can chuck it and they've yet, they they haven't had a reason to let him uh, this year, save for a couple balls to Donovan Peoples Jones and and trying to get the ball to Anthony Schwartz. So we'll see, but I, you know, whatever comes out of this, you know, it'll just be a Baker Mayfield apologist, which I guess I'm fine with, but um, there's just, I think the Browns are smart enough looking at the same thing we, we have to be, be like, none of these other options advance the ball. We're just going to make the situation better and let him and let 
Mayfield sink or swim. I'm betting he will swim, but if they don't, then they at least give themselves uh, a, a clear, clear path forward. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you're going to have to go out all guns a blazing, and you know, it, you're going to have to look at this and say, you know, we need seriously need to address, you know, the positional room at wide receiver. Um, you know, we know Baker would like to do more than essentially what you know the general premise of offense that Kevin Stefanski's system does. But the point is, is you you know you want to cater a little bit to your quarterback to put him in the best position to succeed, which hopefully puts your team in the best position to succeed. But by doing that, you need to amp up this wide receiver room. And you look at teams like the Cowboys. You look at teams like the Chiefs and these teams that are winning this weekend, certainly the Cincinnati Bengals, even the Buffalo Bills. When you're to the point when you're watching some of these teams play and you're saying one, two, three, any one of those three wide receivers would be the top wide receiver on the Cleveland Browns. When you're getting into this and you're looking at and you're saying it's maybe four, five, six teams that have three wide receivers significantly better than the Browns' best wide receiver, it's a glaring, glaring hole. And for whatever your thoughts were on Baker Mayfield this year, were this year, and I'm not going to try to beat around the bush. You know, he certainly could have played better. Injury was standing, of course, but it's not being put in the best position to succeed. So we'll see how that all plays out. But um, you know, for a lot of these names that you're all clamoring for, you saw some of the same types of things and you know issues that you all seem to have with Baker Mayfield. The problem is get the wide receiver position right. Give 2022 as a fair judge. And as Pete said, sink or swim. Me, I'm still in the camp of, yeah, I think the, I think I'm quite confident that I do believe Baker Mayfield will swim and find himself a contract extension. We're going to get some other things here. We're going to do a running back review on the season. Some interesting names there to get to as far as the scenario this year. The fullback position, how does it get handled? Because it really hasn't been much from it uh, here in the first two years of Kevin Stefanski regime. Keep rolling on here on your latest locked on Browns. It's the new year. So that means new year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Bill Bar in your plan. Bill Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Bill Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carbs, and 17 grams protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Bilt Bars. So when you're craving a snack or treat, you can remember something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Bilt Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. There are so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry. Cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com to see what's new. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15, all caps, no space, for 15% off at Built.com. Pete, the running back position and... I think, obviously, as good as it was this year, could have gone to greater heights with, you know, the passing game working in unison. 
That being said, it did not. Kareem Hunt, a ton of missed time this year. Nick Chubb, three games missed. You got to see a player like Dearness Johnson emerge going into his restricted free agent year. Uh, Demetric Felton, I, I kind of think the writing is on the wall that Demetric Felton is going to, if anything, it's not going to be a primary running back role. It's maybe more of a third down running back role, but a heavier emphasis on being a wide receiver. Andy Janovich, Johnny Stanton, both are in tow, at least for the offseason. I don't think the fullback position has really done much for this offense other than just, you know, being, you know, basically a guide for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, but I, I don't think there's going to be major changes to this group, obviously, with Hunt under contract, Chubb with his extension. Uh, you love the premise of this running game, this running attack behind this offensive line. Um, but for this group to look even better than they are, it's going to be more of a, you know, a working partnership, a working relationship between the passing game and the run game. Yeah. The Kareem Hunt situation uh, that, that hurt this team a lot, not having him for nine games. And, and obviously I think the last couple were basically like, we're not, what's we're the not point? What's the point? Yeah. <laughs> like, Nevertheless, I mean, in part because he's one of their best receiving threats, which goes back to the wide receiver problem, not having that. And then stylistically, his running, uh, his his approach to running the football is so different from Nick Chubb that there are certain defenses and certain uh, certain situations where he's really well suited because he just goes as hard as he can with, with no regard as hard as, as possible. And occasionally there were gain there were situations where he would just beat opponents to the, to the spot. Whereas Nick Chubb is obviously more patient trying to set up running lanes uh, and that type of thing. Uh, but so not having that for nine games was brutal. Um, only played 234 snaps this season, which just sucks. Um, Nick Chubb, he's he's tremendous, uh, but it, it, not his fault. The spacing issues on offense were hugely problematic problematic for him and detrimental to what he was able to do running the football. He's still great. He was still second in the league in rushing, which is crazy to think about, given just the the, the issues this season had. Um, but you know part of the reason I think the Browns are going to get much faster wide receivers for his benefit. The further back defenses have to play are the most honest they have to play to speed threats, which included Anthony Schwartz, which, you know, whatever you want to say, he touched the ball, I think 16 times this year and defenses still had to sort of be honest to, to his threat uh, with speed led the Browns to run for like 219 yards in one of their last three games. So, I mean, Nick Chubb is is good. I I think he continues to get a little bit better in receiving every year. I I I really hope continues to try to improve his route running. There are so many times where balls look awkward to him, and it's because he's not in the right spot running like arrow routes and stuff like that. Uh, passes that look inaccurate are because he's just not where he's supposed to be, uh, which helps to explain why he's not in the game in certain situations where uh, we'd like him to be. Uh, same thing if he can get better as a as a pass protector, 
that would help him. He's certainly better than he again has gotten better at it, which makes a big difference. Um, and then Dearness Johnson, you know, he's a restrictive free agent. You sort of feel bad for him on that element. You'd kind of like him to sort of be able to really spread his wings and, and get to go, you know, be what he's going to be. But that seems like he's going to end up being back here unless the Browns basically make a trade for his uh, restricted rights with somebody. I guess that's that, that that's a that's a possibility. But uh, if not, then Dearness Johnson comes back for another year. I hope they treat him like a real back as opposed to just like a backup or I, I was hoping that coming into this year, he, he'd sort of proven himself enough that you could trust Kareem Hunt to be used in space more, uh, that Dearness Johnson could come in and give Nick Chubb a blow as necessary. I'm hoping that's what happens. Instead of basically being a two-headed monster, which they had this year, or wanted to be this year, that they actually embrace that they have three guys and are willing to sort of just treat them that way and constantly put the best 11 players on the field. Um Maybe that becomes less necessary if they get better weapons around them. But that was the sticking point to me on offense. Um, and then Demetric Felton. Look, Demetric Felton is a wide receiver for all intents and purposes. Nevertheless, the fact that he can at least be a wide receiver that lines up in the backfield is interesting. I'm curious to see what he can do to sort of grow uh, as he sort of develops. He's not going to get, you know, all that much bigger, for example, he's, he's, you know, not, not as small as people think he is, but can he become a better pass blocker? Can he become a better, uh, you know, can he become a little bit more of a stout threat running the ball, even if it's just sort of to prove that he can, I, I don't know that he's going to get much better at those things, but I'd kind of be interested to see what happens in year two, uh, but more than anything with Demetri Felton, I'm hoping he takes a giant step forward as a punt returner. Um, he he came out like gangbusters early in the year, and it really felt like it was just a matter of when he was going to break the big one. And then by the end of the you know, it, it got worse and worse and worse. By the end of the year, it was Donovan Peoples-Jones returning punts, which, okay, but, I mean, that was that was a big reason you got Demetri Felton. I mean, uh, Mike Prefer, like – couldn't say enough wonderful things about Demetric Felton. Wanted him on the team because of special teams, and you know, seemingly fell out of favor or whatever. I mean, you know, again, he's a rookie. We'll see what happens, but um, it, not not great from that standpoint. So the Browns are obviously really, really good hands at, at in the backfield. Now it's just a matter of getting them healthy, and I think finding a better way to balance utilizing them and taking full advantage of them again with Chubb and Hunt we saw once where I thought they were really going to sort of embrace it in that second Ravens game and then Kareem Hunt pulled up with the ankle and we lost you know we sort of lost it but in that moment we saw what that could really do and it was really frustrating for them uh in that game and and previous Ravens games I don't know why that's the one game we 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 sort of bust that out with but it seems like something you could utilize far more often and you know for all intents and purposes you know, Kareem Hunt was your second best 
skill player, and you didn't have him for nine games. That's a significant, significant blow for this team. And certainly, you know, as Pete mentioned, where, you know, as significant uh, that he is as a presence within the passing game, it was a really, really, really tough blow for this team. Um, and you look, you, you can, you know, and they're not excuses. I mean, the fact that he missed game nine games, I mean, facts are facts. Um, so missed a significant amount of time this year. Certainly was, you know, a detriment to this offense. You know, you got to see some good signs from Dearness Johnson, but keep in mind both of both, you know, the shining moments really for Dearness Johnson, obviously, you know, were the Denver game. Obviously, were week 18 against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, but finding a way to get it more sprinkled in. And, you know, to have four guys, if Dearness comes back, you know, you include Demetri Felton, where you can mix and match or have two of them on the field at the same time, just to, you know, keep the defense on their toes, uh, to start, you know, continue to upgrade the skill as a whole. On the offensive side of the ball, you have players, they're capable um, and just, you know, certainly, you know, need to, you know, certainly look for better breaks, better health in 2022. Um, but the running back room, it's, you know, significant strength for this team. It'll continue to be a strength for this team. Um, but if you can only do one thing and at times there were the only thing the Browns could do at times this year, you know, effectively was run the ball. People are going to aim to take it away and you get to situations in certain games, you know, where it was an absolute you know, just stay, staying on this team. And, you know, they weren't able to do what they were comfortable with because they weren't able to, you know, throw the ball like they wanted to with, you know, higher percentages, with success, with yards after the catch, with timely catches, with contested catches, and becomes a trickle-down effect. Uh, the AFC North is going to be significantly different going further after Sunday night. We're going to talk here a little about that. Pete Smith, Jeff Lloyd, your latest Locked On Browns. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On, all caps, no space, to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2020. Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Online, where the game starts. After what feels, Pete, like forever, there is a new regime coming here in Pittsburgh. The Ben Roethlisberger era is over and made it close for about a quarter. I do think the TJ Watt fumble return for the touchdown turned out to be the thing that, you know, irked the Chiefs into getting it right. And then after that, it was just an absolute buzzsaw. But to think about this division, Pete, going further and Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield are your veteran quarterbacks of the division. Uh, Joe Burrow, obviously right on the guy's heels coming off a fantastic sophomore campaign. And I actually like the matchup. We'll get to this later in the week. I love the matchup for Cincinnati, what they drew this weekend, as opposed to Kansas City or Buffalo. You get the Tennessee Titans. And even if Derrick Henry's back, um, it's going to be different for Tennessee, how they're going to you know incorporate him back after him being away so long. So I love that matchup. Uh, but Pete, it's a new error. And obviously for you and so many of you folks in Ohio, um, it's almost probably like you don't remember, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers pre Ben Roethlisberger. 
Well, I do. I, I, I remember, you know, I remember Cordell Stewart and Neil O'Donnell and, and, and those guys, I, I, you know, and I'm not, and I'm still not convinced he's done. Like, I just envision a scenario where the, the Steelers go into next year with Mason Rudolph and they're like, yay, sure you don't want to come back? And, oh, oh, you're asking me to come back. I'll do it for you guys. <laughs> uh you know, I, I think even Juju Smith-Schuster was like talking about how they're already trying to to get him to come back or something. I don't know how true that is, but um, the Steelers have a number of problems. Um, I think if not for injury and COVID and just how some of these teams imploded this year, like the Chargers uh, and, and the Browns, obviously, uh, they don't make the playoffs, but they were clearly a, a pretty flawed team and it's it's goes to show how undeserving the Browns were to make the playoffs. The fact they lost to the, that team twice, but they have a couple tremendous players in TJ Watt and Cam Hayward and, and some other really nice players, but overall they're just not a very good team. Uh, and, and I don't know how this thing gets better going forward, at least in the immediate, if Ben Roethlisberger doesn't come back, they're paying him $10 million not to be there next year. Um, they don't have an obvious path to a quarterback. You know, is Jameis Winston going to end up there? Maybe, maybe that's an okay way to get through it. I mean, he's, he was better last year before he got hurt. Um, Does that help them? Maybe they've got issues. They've still got to fix the offensive line. A lot of that is just getting more comfortable with, with the young guys they've had, but their secondary is atrocious. Micah Fitzpatrick had a, a down year, um, for him, Joe Hayden is done. Um, you know, Cam Sutton struggled. Uh, so they've got a lot of issues to, to address um, that go beyond the quarterback position. And, you know, they were getting through it. But, you know, in the games where they were bad, they were terrible. And the game, some of the games they won, it was squeaking by, which I guess is a credit to them, the fact that, that they, they, they play to the end. But, um you know, it's it's tough to see how how things get dramatically better for them this coming year, and and everything doesn't sort of go downhill. The Ravens are poised to bounce back if they get healthy. The Browns are poised to bounce back if they get healthy, and the Bengals um, have an opportunity. Obviously, right now they've got the opportunity to win the Super Bowl by virtue of the fact that they're still in it, but they've got an opportunity to sort of build on what they've, they've done this past uh, past season and potentially add some pieces. I think it's going to be trickier for them than they'd like to admit, given some of the, the salary cap issues they might have, but they've gotten a lot of really nice value out of some of these players that they've signed uh, like Mike Hilton and, and Larry Ogunjobi was good for them for the most part. But the other part of that is teams are going to come looking. For example, B.J. Hill is a guy I think the Browns should take a look at as one of their defensive tackles because he's a really good run stopper. The Giants yep. drafted him in 2018. Um, he left there, signed a one-year deal with the Bengals this year, and he's been really effective. Um, the Bengals are going to have three defensive tackles that are going to be free agents between Ogan Joby, uh, Hill, and then Josh Tupo. They signed DJ Reader to big money, and they, for some reason, uh, drafted Tyler Shelvin um, in addition to some of the other guys they have. So, you know, the Bengals have 
talent and players that might be interesting enough to other other teams that they may get picked apart a little bit, which may be tough for them. But either way, it's difficult for the to to see how the Steelers are suddenly going to be, you know, back in the mix and ready to go next year. All right, so Pete, with that, we'll go to this gun to your head. Who is? And I won't say because maybe if it turns out to be a rookie, not week one. But who will be the predominant starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2022? Uh, gun to my head. I, I don't know. I, all I'm saying is I don't I wouldn't rule up in Roethlisberger. But um, if, if if you're asking me, like, what seems to be the most reasonable path forward, given everything they're doing, uh, it may be Jameis Winston. Um I, you know, I can't see them doing Mason Rudolph for a whole year. I can't see them. They've they've essentially seen this for a whole year, and it was so bad that they were playing a guy named freaking Duck Hodges. That that's like, I, like I just can't see a sober Steelers franchise taking the entire off season being like, "Yep, Mason Rudolph." Mason. <laughs> like, so yeah, I mean that's why. And I, and I and I I don't know what to make of Dwayne Haskins. I hope for his sake it's going well for him. I don't know what that means, but again, I, I don't know that 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 it's remotely realistic to say. Yeah, they're going to go ahead and get him ready to start either. So, if if I had to guess on on the most likely path forward, it's either Jameis Winston or Ben Roethlisberger. I got to be honest. I I don't know how you can do the Ben thing again. Um, the limitations this year, and the fact that. And I talked about this the other night. It's he's, you know, he's not exactly throwing the ball as much as he's aiming it. And there's so many balls where, you know, he just, he's either throwing it away or he doesn't see the window like he did in the prime of his career. So he's, you know, hoping for, you know, an electric play from a wide receiver, a ridiculous catch on a ball. It's not there. Um, You know, and you want to talk yourselves into it. That's fine. And, you know, for Mike Tomlin, who had a great, great deal of success early in his career with Pittsburgh, he wants to get back to that. He wants to get back to competing, you know, for Super Bowls, not just making the playoffs, hanging on for another week, getting your doors blown off, and then just running it back year after year, uh, you know. And I'm sure, you know, he would like to find his quarterback, you know, Ben was never his quarterback. He came into a great opportunity when he got the job at the Pittsburgh Steelers. They had a quarterback entrenched. Um, but, you know, for Tomlin, I'm sure he's got eyes on, you know, some things he'd like to do, some things he'd like to see from the position, some changes maybe they could alter within the offense. Um, so there is that. But no, you're not going to sell anybody uh, on a Mason Rudolph being your quarterback going further. I mean, we've had a significant opportunity to see Mason Rudolph and again, it was to the point where they were playing Devlin Hodges over one Mason Rudolph. He is Pete Smith, Browns Digest on Sports Illustrated. Pete and got beating the crew over there. Obviously, going to put everything together for you here. Uh, you know, this offseason, as far as the Browns currently, uh, you know, constructed roster wise, front office wise, of course, things to watch there. As you know, the Browns have some guys uh, making the rounds as you know general manager candidates. Um, some of them look like they're impressing pretty well. Um, that's what happens when you get your organization and franchise disability. You bring in good people. Um, people take notice and maybe start coming to, you know, pluck uh, some branches off the tree 
so to speak. Um, so you can look for that. Obviously, you know, free agent coverage, uh, seeing, uh, the all-star game circuit, the combine, all of that. Pete and the Browns Digest team will have great stuff over there. Make sure you're checking out for Pete's sake. Podcast with Pete and Nicole. Always fantastic. Listen, uh, Pete and Nicole do a great job with that. Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore myself at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. Uh, questions, ideas. You know, obviously we have a lot, lot more free reign this time of year is what we can put in the shows. So, uh, you know, anything you guys got, if it's good enough, man, we'll throw it up, run it up the flagpole, take the ball and run with it, so to speak here. Uh, appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen day in, day out. Whatever podcast, uh, podcast platform you use, make sure you're following. Subscribe to Lockdown Browns. Five-star ratings, written reviews. All that being said, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.